here at Good Times Great Movies, we often forget to thank our network, the 25th Frame. Uh, and it, it's a shame. It's it's one of those things where we often forget to self-promote and, and certainly to promote the, the network that holds our show or hosts our show. So we do just want to thank everybody there and encourage everyone who might not check out some of the other shows on the network to go over to the 25th frame and specifically to check out a podcast called The Complete Podcast. In every quote-unquote season of that show, the hosts go through a director's entire filmography. Stanley Kubrick, Elaine May, and they are currently discussing Kieślowski. So I would say, I mean, for those of you that aren't big, let's say, foreign film heads, go in and check out what they did regarding Elaine May, someone who is a wonderful director um, whose films do not get the attention that they probably deserve. Uh, we're all pretty familiar with Kubrick, and, and all of those episodes are absolutely wonderful. So check out all that stuff. I mean, it, it's a podcast that talks about The Shining and Ishtar as well as the complete Decalogue. I mean, where else are you going to get that sort of discussion on the show? Uh, if you're new to it, again, maybe check out the Kubrick episodes and, and films that you are familiar with. If you really, really just want to get in, in based on our show, I did co-host uh, the episode on Full Metal Jacket, so maybe just check that out. But it's well worth your time. They dive in, they dissect it, they do... The type of analysis and, and the type of intelligent analysis that Jamie and I do not do. So if you're looking for more of that in your life, check out the complete podcast, part of the 25th Frame Network. You may end up discovering something that you really like. If you've ever been diagnosed with ADHD and saw this movie when you were younger, I think we pinpointed when the problem started. Jamie? Yeah. Let's go watch Amazon Women on the Moon. Welcome to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. It is here where I, Jamie Lorello, join DP McCambridge mm -hmm. to talk about a movie that uh, came out of the 1980s, out of that decade. So it's a good time, and maybe it's a great movie. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we always save our judgments till the end. We try. We try. Sometimes it's a little more mm -hmm. transparent. Mm -hmm. Now, I have to know, do we have any housekeeping since it has been a while? Do we have any cobwebs that need to be dusted or I aired? Or? I don't think so. The only cobwebs okay. I want to air is I really do want to thank the wonderful Stephanie Crawford for coming on and yes. filling in for you. This is the first time one of us just couldn't do it. Yeah. Like yeah. that's in four years. That's pretty that's that speaks to commitment. Yes. I'm not very committed to a lot of things. Many people will tell you that. Oh no, I understand. <laughs> 
I understand. I, I know many of those sad men who were just like, no. oh, I, well, I guess there's nothing in this future. Uh, I got to go. She told me no dice. <laughs> no dice. Or no so dice. So Andrew Dice. Hey, I don't mean to wow. allude, but Andrew Dice. Wow. Coming this, up in this It's star-studded. This, yes. every, every time something happened, I was like, who? Every what? turn. Yeah, what is that? Ed Bigley, is that you? Ed Bigley, is that you? <laughs> Please take off your pants. Please take them off. Hey, keep them off. Keep them off. Let me see that little tushy run. Oh, so, my God. So anyway, uh, thank you, Ed Bagley, for the buns, and thank yeah. you, Steph Crawford, for coming on. Yes, and I backtrack. Yes, she really did. She did a fantastic job. I know it's not easy to come on and just be like, "Oh, I guess I'm a fill-in. I'm coming off the bench or something." No, that's awesome, and especially so soon after Cherry Two Thousand. Yeah. So I want to thank her so much. That was that was really great. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. She's super rad. Now you're back. I am. Here I am. Here I to am. To talk about this Patreon choice. And I, I think that's something important to say to our listeners is you may not know this, folks, but there is a level of Patreon. I don't know if I said that word right. Patreon. <laughs> I don't think I ever say it right. Yeah. Sometimes I say Patreon. Sometimes it's Patreon. It's a, it's, there's a lot of syllables and letters in that. There's You don't know where to carry those vowels but and how the, far to stretch them. Vowels, consonants, how many are in a row? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. So there is a level where you can choose every year that you continue to contribute to the show. You can choose a movie. For us to discuss. Your choice. You're in control. And usually, and by usually, I mean, I think every time, if we really go through and we think about our patrons of what they're having us watch, it is probably not a movie we would have gone to on our own. No, no, no. That's why it's wonderful. So we not only do we appreciate that level of Patreonage. See, that's where I think I mess it up. Is it Patreonage? Whatever. Um, Because it's like a company. I don't. I don't know. It's like saying Amazoning. Is that a for me? That would be a word. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, then yeah. Patreonage is a word. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, at that level, it's not only wonderful for us; it's double wonderful because we get that level of support. But then we also get these amazing. We get these like insights into these amazing picks that then we get to share with the whole audience. So it's a win-win, really. A winning win. Almost. I would say that Zeke's picks are quite interesting. I mean, if we if we really want to dissect a listener, and we're going to do that right now. Here we go. I mean, when he came at us with Cobra, I think that's a movie we probably would have gotten to eventually. At some point, it's crazy. He's cutting pizza with scissors. Like it's it's really weird and right up our alley. <laughs> yeah. Then tape heads with John Cusack. And Tim Robbins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know that we would have ever seen that movie without our well, patron. I don't think it would have been our first Cusack pick, but I think it was a, a, a lingerer. But yeah, you're right. But again, now you're putting those together. So you've got Cobra, Stallone. You've got this tape heads. Okay. Oh, I can see you in the background with strings on your wall. You're pinning up yeah. pictures. <laughs> It's like a murder scene back there. You're I'm like, piecing this it together, Zeke Perez, uh-huh. there's something wrong with this guy. 
I don't know if it's wrong or right, Seek, but I'm right. sniffing it out is what I'm saying. Now you're slowly stapling 82 prominent actors of the 1980s <laughs> on your wall because you have to make all of this fit with this movie. <laughs> Not what I expected. Not at all what I expected. I think from the title you expect something. With with Amazon now now I'll ask you this because I saw the cover to this. I remember seeing like the VHS cover. It's a mm-hmm. guy like looking, when you were back in the eighties? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. And it's a guy looking through binoculars and like his head's blowing up or something, and there's there's all sorts of nonsense in this. Mm-hmm. Well, there is, just yeah. But if you hear the title. Amazon yes. Women on the Moon. I can only expect like a sex comedy. Yes. Right? That's what I was expecting. Yes. Or like, uh, yeah, like a silly, sexy space romp is what I was expecting. And and, uh, <laughs> and right I thought the maybe there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that at all. No. The, I... I almost I almost just want to do broad strokes at the beginning, like reactions to this movie, because I was floored. Like, I had no idea what we were in for. And what you kept getting in for. Like, that's that was yes. kind of the fun part of this movie. Like, because of the way it's structured, basically sketches. It's a series it's of just sketches. sketches, yes. Which I wasn't prepared for. And each one <laughs> kind of, they relate because I guess they're all part of this, what's happening on this one channel. Is that what it's supposed to be? I assume so. But who is he in the beginning? Okay, so our, is that Arsenio Hall? Yes. Yes. Who's Arsenio Hall? He's but Arsenio is, Hall. That's who he is. But what is he? He's like, so he comes home and he goes, he comes home and this, this, Drama happens to this outrageous, crazy, just mishap. Also, why, is, why does his house look like an office? An like, office. I swear to God, yes. he was in an office. I, was I like, thought he was in an office break room when his <laughs> when his like, tie gets caught. I was like, in the, that's in the... a pretty great little break room there with the little saloon doors and everything. I was like, that's pretty. Oh, snazzy. I did love. But, I did love the saloon doors. I made note of them. Who paints their living room that shade of like dark? green like forest green when he first gets home or home he stops there's an office but i guess it's supposed to be like his home office that looks like a desk like in a in a office like a working office right and then the kitchen is sort of but i guess it's a bachelor pad but like i said i was like is this the the like like the little kitchen office anyway yeah anyway i had to to cross office out of my notes like halfway through this i was like i i think he's at home I think listen to this confusion. Listen to this confusion already. And all we have is Arsenio Hall on the screen (laughs) bouncing in from his day of work or into work. We couldn't decide. (laughs) And there's mishap after mishap. Like first he tries to eat a sandwich. Right? Is that the first? No. First he opens the bottle of soda and it explodes in his face. Like. I, this I insane to... explosion of soda in Arsenio Hall's face, like insane, and not just the typical like, oh man, now I'm white. It was like exaggerated, <laughs> comic. These, like these sketches ranged. I have to tell you, watching this, and maybe you're the same way. I rarely audibly laugh at movies. There were sketches in this where I was laughing so hard, and then there were long stretches where I was like, "What the hell am I even what's watching?" What's happening? Right now? Yeah, what's what's like, going on? It is so crazy. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of it's never, silly. like, because of Naked Gun and Mystery Science Theater 3000, I think I was a little jaded to this. I think had I seen it before this, a lot more of it would have landed. But mm-hmm. when it 
hit. Like this Arsenio Hall sketch, and we'll talk about a couple others where I loved them so much. So you were you got roped in for this I, first. I yeah. did too. I was like, what is this? Is what this is? So he I, I all thought this, this was going to be an hour and a half of just Arsenio Hall. Me too. I was like, what's going to happen to him next? <laughs> it's like I could watch this for an hour and a half. Like exasperated expressions. What about when the bookcase falls on him and then the outline his it's body? An outline. It's an Arsenio Hall cutout that pops out of the back of the bookcase. Uh-huh. It's so great. Mm-hmm. So he gets his tie caught in the garbage disposal at one yeah. point. He leans almost over. chokes out. Which then I was like, wait, is this is this a horror movie? Is it scary? <laughs> What's happening? Because he's petrified. Yeah. But then it cuts it out right in time, and then he sits down. He tries to plug something in his VCR. <laughs> gets electrocuted. Gets electrocuted. Giant wig because he's got really short hair. But of oh, course, yeah. the wig is crazy long, mm-hmm. sticking up. He gets hit in the face with a VHS. This movie's all about VHS. Like, this movie is, hey, VHS, rentals, that's what we're going to continue to hit throughout this movie. Love it. Love it. I love how his TV, at one point, he finally gets, like, the VCR hooked up, and he turns it on, and it just explodes. It just blows up. And it's just a look of exasperation on his face. And he never gives up. He's always no. trying something new and you're never. He just, just walks this... over to read a magazine after his TV just blew up. Then he just, but doesn't he just fall out the window? Isn't that yes, when. That's yeah. how it ends. That's but, how it ends. But the whole time also, for no reason, someone keeps calling him asking for Thelma. And there's light jazz music playing the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he gets like he three calls. Work. Yeah, three calls for Thelma, which, did it, was it Selma then? Because isn't Selma who What's-His-Name is calling for oh the whole time? Oh, my God, it is Selma. I didn't even, I didn't yeah. even put that together. Okay. I think he calls her Thelma every time he answers. I don't right. know. Yes, but he does. I think, yeah, I think it's Selma because the other character, Morty Murray, screaming for Selma the whole time. Anyway, so, yeah, he ends, that sketch basically ends, and you're like, what, what are we about to watch? And then we get this weird... Very quick, because it's meant to be very quick. Yeah. Kind of PSA about sh- having a short attention span. <laughs> right, yes. And that sort of gives you the idea. That's what you're in for. And I really embraced it. I was like, okay, well, nothing in yeah. here is going to go more than like eight minutes tops. No, and what is the – it runs an hour and a half or hour 40? Not even. It's like an hour yeah. – well, credits started to roll – at about an hour 20, and I was like, there's five minutes left. What is happening here? And then we get into the PSA at the end with Carrie Fisher. I didn't see that. Whoa, what? I have to go back and see that. Oh, yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about it when we get there. But, okay, yeah, okay. when the credits roll over, um, not Tommy Davidson. Who was the other guy from uh, In oh, Living Color? Oh, I didn't Color? know his name, but he was from In Living Color. I, was, I thought you wrote down his name. I didn't. I, I did when he showed up, but I, I can't just think of it off the top of my head. He does I, a great job. But yeah, I ended when he was singing. I thought I was like, oh, the next five minutes is just him doing No, his David Allen Greer. And then it goes into like an old like 50s PSA about being too promiscuous. And it's Carrie Fisher. And Carrie Fisher? Oh, yes. man. I got to catch that. And it's Paul Bartell. I don't know if you remember him from... Um, uh, the mall robot movie, Chopping oh, Mall. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was the guy yeah. sitting there with that lady who was like, the one in the middle looks a little ethnic for my <laughs> taste. <laughs> and they're talking, and she's... Uh, it's it's really funny, so it's definitely worth going back and watching that I will. You know, two minutes at the end of the movie. 
I can't believe I missed it. I was a little eager, I guess. No, I had a no, dog no, that's on my lap. Excuses, excuses. Um, I thought it was just more David singing. Anyway. Well, then so, we cut to like a penthouse, like playmate video. With- and that's just scandalous. She's just naked and she was well, so what's her thing is that she she lives in california and she loves it so much because she could just walk around naked I don't know. <laughs> it's great because i remember i remember as a as a young you know as a as a 12 year old doug mm-hmm. mccambridge imagine that of course and i'm like you find the playboy channel but it's scrambled yeah. so oh, all you so can do is scrambly. hear it. like you can hear it clearly so yeah. I would hear these videos of just like women be like, yeah, I grew up in this town. And, you know, when I was in high school, all the boys were into me. So it really like felt like one it sound, sounded like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's just walking around naked. Everywhere. I like when she's in an art museum naked. She's in yeah, church. She's, she's sitting in her church. Yeah, because she says she's a good Christian girl and raised where she was. She likes it. And it, she's just it's a freedom. Yeah. And it's it's literally just I think she really is the actress. I think she's really a playmate that lady, um, and just walks around all does all kinds of things in Southern California, totally absolutely naked, and no one even bats an eye. And between all of these skits, like you said, I, I think we're supposed to imagine it's the same channel, or it's just people mm-hmm. changing the channel because either it's clearly somebody changing the channel or. What we're watching is interrupted for something else to start. Well, then we get the, I guess the, uh, well, he's not in charge necessarily, but we get the guy watching the TV, right? Mar- Mar- Marty? No, Murray. 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 Yeah. And he's loving it. He's like the, oh, the picture on this, the the channel. He's watching some naked woman sit in church and he's like, no, no, let's change the channel. Like this is, but this is great. He's amazed by the picture of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then he clicks a button on the remote. Oh, well, his sweet wife comes in. Sweet. Oh, well, okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Selma. Sweet Selma. Sweet Selma um, walks in. He, of course, puts himself into the TV. Yeah, one of the buttons is the wrong button, and he gets himself involved in literally what's happening on the screen. He disappears. Selma's like, where'd you go? And first he's in uh, on the weather, because he's watching the weather. He's in the weather report. Yep. And, and it's just him and his boxers. Showing up places. Right. My favorite, he, he goes to go on a baseball game. He's in the music video. They put him in the Huey, Huey Lewis, Lewis in music video. A video That's I fun. have seen so many times. I don't oh, know yeah. if this just made the rounds on VH1 or MTV. This Man. was one of the popular ones, yeah. I was so happy to see this. I was like, I totally forgot about this. But he's so buried glad. up to his neck in sand. Everybody yeah. else is singing, but he's just yelling for his wife the whole time. It doesn't matter where he is, but he's yelling for her to frantically. He wants to be done with it. Yeah, she's arguing. She's like, "Oh, you threw away the directions, and you shouldn't have done that." I enjoyed when he was in King Kong, and the giant King Kong hand. Oh came yes, and scooped him up, dragged him out. I liked. Is it at the end of this when he's at when he's on uh, Air Force One? When yes. He's coming, <laughs> and he's arrested. The he's Secret like Service coming to get him. Mm-hmm. And now, when this changes, this skit was my favorite. <laughs> Hands down, I could not believe what I was watching. 
<laughs> so, so silly. So, so fun and silly. I agree. I agree. And it was great to see Michelle Pfeiffer. It was Michelle great to see Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. And was that guy in that show 30-something? Is that I don't know what else he was God. in. I swear right? to God. Because I even typed in, because I was like, oh, what's this guy's name? So I typed in 30-something. I'm looking through, and I'm like, I don't see him here. But he had to have been in 30-something. Because <laughs> if you thought it and I thought it, his name is Peter Horton. I mean, you've seen him in a thousand things. But, oh, this skit was... I was so on board with this, and I was like, "Please let this just keep going." I could watch, I could watch him substitute things for their babies for just an hour and a half, over and over again, just over and over again. Yeah, so it's a couple. It's Michelle Pfeiffer and Peter, or thirty-seven. What's his name? Peter Horton. Peter Horton um, are in the hospital, and they haven't seen their baby. It's been twelve hours, and they're like, "Why can't we see their baby?" They and don't the doctor panicked at all, like twelve hours. <laughs> What have you been doing? And they're like, they asked the doctor. I love, I love his attitude to them too, and I love theirs. How they were like, listen, um, we took a Lamaze <laughs> class, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Lamaze like, experts. Oh, Lama- I like how he creeps into the room at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> he's just secretly coming in because I'm like, oh, this guy's just impersonating a doctor. Like this isn't normal. Uh huh. So. So he gives them sort of the runaround <laughs> about where their kid is, and oh, he goes away, and he comes back, and he's like, okay, I have him, I have him, and he's got these blankets on. I can't, I, like, I cannot take it. When he comes in, and he pulls back the blankets, and he looks down at Michelle Pfeiffer's crotch, and he's like, you know oh, what, yeah. that's some great stitch work, if I do say so myself. And then he's like doing thumbs like Fonzie's like, hey, don't worry, I'll get your kid, hey, yeah, I'm pretty cool. But when he comes back in with their child, so pissed their potato head. I and he's like, they're like, what is this? Some kind of sick joke? He's like, no, I mean, it's your baby. I mean, they have squishy heads. It's what they look like. But he says, don't worry. They all like. They all look like this at first. <laughs> Oh, it's fantastic because it's a fully Mr. Like the tongue sticking out, it's wearing like a little hat. Oh my God, it's so great. And they're not real, like they seem confused by this, but they're not reacting as normal humans being, human beings would. No, but they're definitely not, they're definitely a little. (laughs) When he he finally looks down, he's like, oh my God, it is a Mr. Potato. And he goes, they're so lifelike. Anyone could have made this mistake. I just, and it's it's played by Griffin Dunn in a way that I've never really seen him. I know Griffin Dunn, and this is not something he wants to be known for, but I know him from the Madonna movie, Who's That Girl? Oh, like, yeah. That yeah. is where I know him from. And, oh, he just plays such a great. He does a great, a great job. Stupid doctor, it's so great. So as you say, he leaves and he comes back with a new baby. It's just his. It's just his own arm wrapped up. <laughs> He's painted on it. He feeds it a bottle. He tries to get it to breastfeed oh Michelle Pfeiffer. God. It's so good. Oh, it's I so good. It. And then, then he comes out with the baby's been misplaced, and they're like, "You lost our baby." He's like, "Nobody said lost." <laughs> I can't. Oh, oh, I could watch this all day. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I watched this three times. 
You just this one? <laughs> just this one. That was it. <laughs> so then finally the nurse comes in with oh, the baby. Yes. It says mm -hmm. it was in the laundry hamper. <laughs> And he's like, see, what do you, it was right <laughs> over there, right under our noses when you guys were getting yep. all excited. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it is, it is, it is the best sketch of this entire movie, at least according to me. Maybe yeah. you have a different opinion. No, it's pretty good. It's pretty, I, I was, it's pretty I up there. I was so happy to see this and I kind of hope the rest of the movie was like this and... Other than one sketch, which we talked about very briefly with Ed Bagley Jr. Oh, yeah. I don't would, think I the think rest of this really stood up to this intro with these first two crazy, crazy sketches. Yeah, yeah. No, they did start out with their bang, and then the Ed Bagley one's my one of yeah. my other favorites. Although um, I do I do enjoy the next one we're about to see. with The hair Joe looming? With the hair looming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So this is like a commercial, an infomercial, yes. right? For this this guy, <clears throat> Cy Swerdlow, oh, who's basically, he literally has a carpet on his head. It's like a... a <laughs> it's like a big shag rug. And he's like, he's he's got a before and after before when he was all sad and bald <laughs> and no ladies loved him. And now he's got this new rug hair, like literally oh a rug. He uh, he can dust bust it. He does. He he gets it permanently. Like they attach it to his head, um, right? Because they have to loom it in. Yeah, because he's like, oh yeah, yeah. We'll we'll come to your house. It'll be very discreet. They're like moving right. this giant equipment into this guy's house. I love how the people are looking through carpet samples to decide what their hair is going to look like. Yes, <laughs> and they do show the person like nail gunning it onto your head. Yep. And then, and then all they get all the ladies after showering that. Showering with it. Oh, yeah, you get to wash it. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's pretty fun. Shampooable. Yeah, it is. Then we get into, I guess, what is the Amazon women on the moon? What? 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 What, what, what would you call it? In a movie called Amazon Women on the Moon. Titular. There you there go. You go. There you go. You're so <laughs> Jamie's <laughs> back with a bang, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for the full setup on that sure, one. Sure, no, of course. That was nice, Coach. I love it. I know this is supposed to be a spoof off of terrible 50s sci-fi movies. Yeah, sure. Honestly, I watch so many movies like this, and I enjoy them for the bad effects and everything, that I just wasn't into the funny of this. Of this, yeah. The mo This this particular sketch, if you want to call mm -hmm. it that, or this titular, because this the this we see throughout. Like we don't get updates right. on Michelle Pfeiffer and her baby. We don't. <laughs> we do see uh, Murray. Oh, he's oh, Murray kind of a repeater, a yes. yeah. Mm -hmm. But but we don't see the heirloom guy again. We don't see Mister Invisible again. But we this is what movie is being shown on this channel, I guess, with all these interruptions coming through. So we see this periodically, and I agree. That it was one of the weaker parts to me, but um, it was weird that it skipped around, and they were like, "Oh, let's make it look like the film stock's all funky." Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Aren't I watching this on TV? Like, wouldn't they have cleaned it up or something?" Well, and I, I don't want to be too realistic because that's dumb, but it's just I don't know. It, it's it's gags that you would assume you're going to see if somebody's making fun of these movies. It right. wasn't as clever or crazy as, as the some of the sketches before right yeah but it's still a uh let's see 
what is it when we first see them? We just meet them landing on the moon in 1980, which I love. In, in 1980, it's these two older guys and a younger guy who has a monkey. Monkey on his back. He's got a monkey on his back. Right. Yeah, they're on their way to the moon. I do like it when the younger guy turns around. He's like, first thing I'm going to do when I get to this moon is I'm going to take a big slice of that green cheese. <laughs> and the old guy's like, hey, this is a scientific <laughs> Excursion. Mostly, I like you. You're gonna respect science. (laughs) That is how it goes down. But I liked also how they had the they have little levers that they pull, and there's just curlers stuck on top of them. (laughs) And they're just yelling jumbled nonsense, like Mm -hmm. like goofy slash pseudo scientific words and stuff like that. Right back and forth at each other. Yeah. yeah. If you've seen these movies or you've watched Mystery Science Theater 3000, like you've seen them make fun of these movies, which again, like I said at the beginning, I think some of this was spoiled because I'd already seen so much of this. Right. So you had sort of a staler taste when it came up. Yeah. Yeah. And especially because it was the titular part. Like, yeah. You wanted it to be a little little more. more. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, yep. I agree. I agree. Right. It did enough, but not, not just enough. Right. Is what but, but it did. like anything else, it doesn't last more than three. Right. Or so five even though minutes. you're like, you're almost waiting to see. Okay. Well, what's going to be the next goofy thing? Yes. What's his name? It's David, David Allen Greer. David Allen Greer, as the singer Don Simmons, and he is a. Uh, Black people without soul? What is it? Blacks without soul? Blacks without soul. B.B. King is so sad that every seven minutes a black every person is born seven in this country I kind of thought soul. this was funny. I thought this was funny. Yeah, I enjoyed this, this too. Yeah. I enjoyed every time they showed B.B. King. No matter what you're saying, he started with, I'm B.B. King. Yeah, because you should. If you're B.B. King, you're going to say that all the time. And I have to tell you, there is no question in my mind that whoever created the Fresh Prince of Bel Air modeled the Carlton character off of it. David Allen Greer. In this. Oh yeah. The way he's dressed. Yeah. The way, like his facial expressions, his movements. I was like, this is Carlton from the Fresh Prince. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, he does. He does a really hilarious job. I like though in this one because we see him again later doing one right. of these. Um, but they talk about all the different blacks without soul, and there's black Republicans, right. there's black Volvo drivers. Um, I like how that guy, he's like dressed like a pimp, and he's like, you know, I really needed a car that yeah. was uh, reliable to get me around, so he bought a Volvo station wagon. Blacks without soul, you can donate, and there's a 1-800 number at the end that you could give your credit card information oh, to, according to B.B. King. That one was a fun one. Yes. Then... Hi, we see two friends. Hello. Tr- Hello. Get the goot. Get the goot. Steve Gutberg shows up, not on roller skates, nay. But there's an Arquette next to him. Not on roller skates, not in white overalls with nothing under them. No, no. I was a little upset. And also this skit, I was like, uh, can we do more? Can we just do more? Like, I get it, and it was okay, but I think it was maybe just okay because it was the two of them. And I was like, all right, I'll watch these two talk to each other for a while. But I liked her. I liked watching her. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, though. There should have been a little more. Although then it was fun, too. So what is it? Like a fact? So so he is he's coming in on a blind date. 
And she asks him for a driver's license and a credit card. And she has what looks like a fax machine. And she calls it like her scanner of some kind that when she swipes his information through, she gets all this information. Kind of like a modern day, I don't know, does, uh, what's that, what's the, the, what's the app all the kids are using when they go on their hot dates? Dude, I have no idea. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm going to call it Heat. It's not a Twitter, Heat? but it's like <laughs> Bumble. Heat? Bumble. Don't they do a Bumble? Bumble. Yeah. That's a thing. Do that they do anything? Thing. Well, somebody should call one Heat because that's I, good. That is pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, that's just for hookups, though. I mean, clearly well, that's just Well, of course. That's like, why, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, but Heat, that's good. Yeah, I don't know who owns the Dating. Know, patent on yeah, that uh, I don't know. word. Okay. Anyway. You should look them up. You should figure this out. Let's make this work. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting because she doesn't ask him for this until she's like ready for this date. Yeah, she puts, she on, puts a on a crazy black very trench oversized, coat. Like a, very like oversized. Like a leather trench yeah. coat. That Patricia Arquette's going to wear out to a sushi restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is there bad weather outside? What's going on with that? Well, they no. might live in Seattle. We don't know where this is we happening. Don't know. It's just in her apartment. Yeah. Um, but she reads off his his little rap sheet of like hooks up, hookups yeah. and dates and one night stands and things he's lies he's told women. And I did notice a lot of the ladies and their ages after it. And I was like. 19, 19. I don't know, Goot. This, these ladies seem a little young for hey, you. Goot likes his sushi. I don't know what that means. Hey, oh, hey, come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so yeah, she, she finds out all this, you know, terrible things about him and how he uh, sleeps with a woman on the second date. And oh, he doesn't call her again. And oh, you use that line on these many women. I do like. Right. How when he does start to say a line, how she then repeats it back yeah. to him verbatim based on what's on yeah. the paper. Yeah, like you said, some of the maybe some of it could have been, I don't know, punchier or whatever, mm -hmm. but they have a nice little rapport together. It's just fun to see her yeah. on screen and it, it's just, odd that in a movie where I'm like, Oh, these these things are so quick. Yeah. I'm like, I wish certain ones could have lasted longer because sure. I could have watched this longer. I wish they had more of an interaction mm -hmm. than they do. Mm -hmm. But he's thrown out I like how he calls a woman immediately. Like I am ready. I am ready he's to got, go. Because he's got these reservations at the sushi place. <laughs> right, His friend yes. hooked it up, so he calls from a phone booth another woman, who mm -hmm. he's she sounds a little bit like a looser woman. He's pick, call, I guess left her hanging before. Sure. But now uh, she agrees. But he needs to bring his identification yes. and a credit card. Mm -hmm. wah, wah. So he'll always be found out. Um, I did like how he was like, uh, and I'm going to go home, and I'm going to buy one of these machines, and I'm going to put your name in it, yeah, and I'm going to find it. I, I was find like, out. I can't <laughs> wait to see when that pops up later. Yeah, and it don't. doesn't. I kind of want to just just a, Steve if you Goodberg. wanted to come full circle. Or we just like, it. wouldn't it be great if he found out that she was like the greatest woman ever and they would have been fantastic together? Like, wouldn't that oh, have been a fun Oh, and then it's just like him crying and reading yes, the sheet? Right. Oh, yeah. no, you're sadistic. I just want Steve Gutenberg to be sad in my you movie. You just want a sad Steve Gutenberg. That's what you're looking for here. Mm -hmm. He was sad enough when he found out that his card had to be run. You don't I have know. to have him sobbing. And then we suddenly cut to another blast from the past. Oh, yeah. Henry Silva from Code of Silence, 
Remember yeah. he was the bad guy who had to skip around at the end of that movie with yeah. uh, Chuck Norris? <laughs> <laughs> and instead of believe it or not, it's bullshit or not. Bullshit or not. Bullshit or not. But really crazy bullshits or not. Like, is Jack the Ripper the Loch Ness Monster? <laughs> I kind of enjoyed this. <laughs> I did, too. This was really fun. So his first bu- bullshit or not was, is Jack the Ripper really the Loch Ness Monster? And then he even says, here's a bullshit reenactment for you to watch. <laughs> yes. And it's like, could the Loch Ness Monster really have murdered five hookers and then made it back to Scotland? <laughs> Who knows? We'll find out. And they have this crazy puppet as the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> and the woman's like, all right, let's go back to your place. That sounds great. <laughs> it's a giant crazy monster in ye old England. It is kind of fun. Oh, yeah. You know what? Maybe I like these skits more than I thought I when did. When you rethink I love them. the next one, yeah. too. Well, what's, wait, I've got to look. What's after the Loch Ness Monster? Oh, the, the movie next, review. The, the, the yes, movie that's review. really fun. <laughs> this is yeah. so funny. The movie review one is really fun. So there's this man, another dude just watching TV. What was his name? I forget. Harvey? I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's Harvey. Yeah, because then that goes into the funeral, right? So Harvey's watching TV, and he's watching, like, a movie critics review. It's called Critics Corner Movie Review. And I love their first movies that they review. They review um, Teen uh, Frat Slob (laughs) and The Winter of My Despondence or (laughs) My Despondency. I do the winter of my despondency because they're just like, yeah, it was really great. It was really yeah. great. And I remember, like, I grew up watching Siskel and Ebert. The moment I discovered them, I was like, these guys are so great. I can't wait to see. And, of course, Frat Slobs, like, that is a total Siskel and Ebert split movie. Uh-huh. They would split on things all the time that were just uh-huh. garbage. Like, uh-huh. oh, what did you think of the Brady Bunch sequel? Well, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was much better than the original. <laughs> but you thought it was terrible. Uh-huh. I was like, even as a kid, I was like, this seems below these guys. Like, who's watching this on PBS? I like when they're reviewing. Is it them that's reviewing? Yeah. Uh, his life. Yeah. Well, before they review or, his or life, sorry. when they're reviewing yeah. the movie, doesn't he yell to them, you're an albino. What do you know? <laughs> he does say that. And is it just me or does every hair piece in the does everything in this movie look, look like, like a that carpet yeah and every mustache looks taped onto this i think people. that's intentional and i love it i would hope it's intentional because yeah. they're not trying to mask it it's no. just wild that it happens in every skit of course they're like and let's just throw this and let's do this too so yeah now they review the next step to review is his life, the hi- the white, the life of Harvey Pitnick. It's so great. I just love how oh. they're like, no, no, now for a new segment where we just review the lives of people that are watching this uh-huh. show. Uh-huh. And it's <laughs> perfect. It's so perfectly done. It's so perfect. When they say like, and he's just, he's a bore and he's just yeah. trapped in a loveless marriage. Yeah. Where's the love? Where's the passion? His life gets a two thumbs down. His he brings his wife and he's like, hey, these these guys are reviewing me. And when they say it's a loveless marriage, he goes, how do they know that? Yeah, and she kind of makes this face, yeah. Right. And I love how they're like, just think about the amount of money it took to raise him. Yes. What a waste. It's, it's all it's so perfect. Really funny. It's all so perfect. And then they talk about his death and how he just died at home of a heart attack. Yeah, they're like, but who didn't see it coming? High blood pressure, lack of exercise. 
I saw the ending coming. That's what they say. And he's like, ending? What's the ending? <laughs> right, yes. And then he does die. And they're like, I just wish it had been more interesting. Like if he had fallen down an elevator shaft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at the very end of the review, they're like, what a tragic waste. But really, who cares? Yeah. And then that's 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 yeah. Harvey. And then, we just, and then we just go back to the movie for a little bit. We we're go back. back to the spacemen. We're kind of getting to know their personalities one. There's the dopey guy with the monkey. Blackie, is he the other guy? He's not the commander. He's the next in commander. I do like <laughs> Blackie's just the old guy. And later on it cuts away and they're like, you didn't have to kill Blackie. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I kind of wish I had seen that happen. Yeah, he gets killed when they're like on Mars, right? Once they get to Mars. Well, they're on the moon. Moon on the moon. Sorry, not moon. Mars, moon. Yes. Well, they're on the moon. It's titular. I know. My bad. It's titular and it's not great. Whatever. They're walking. No. This movie's about the skits, not about the the titular Amazon women on the moon. But now we get to a commercial for silly pate. The party snack. <laughs> it's basically silly putty, but I guess you eat it. Yeah. I guess know. that's what it is. They show how you yeah. could get the comics and you mm. could pull it. makes your party so much fun because you have silly pate, edible silly putty. There's that. It's fine. Mm. It's fine. It's Not fun. great. I think no. we're going downhill here because now we get. This funeral lasts a little long because, I mean, I appreciate all of the comics. There's some pretty heavy hitting stand-up comedians that get to be in this this scene. But it it's almost like they are just showing up. They do their little typical bits. Right. And it, I don't know. It seems like this was like a deal. Like, okay, we yeah. can get these guys, but they need this much screen time right. or something. Because of all these things that have been just flashing. Ooh, ooh, isn't that interesting? Here's something different. Now it just, like, grinds to a halt for way too long. Yeah, this lasts a little long. I mean, I see what they're doing where it is funny. So we go back to Harvey's wife, and his. we're now at his funeral. And the, I do like the funeral director. He's sort of funny. Um, not quite the doctor in our earlier scene. I, I like it when he picks her up, you know, or kind of gets her ready for the funeral. He's like, you just got to meet someone new. You got to send the kids to camp for two weeks, and that's what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're attractive. You'll be fine. Don't yeah. You're young. You're fine. Yeah, um, but then it's it's her, his funeral in a funeral home, but it's going to be a roast to Harvey. Mm-hmm. So all these famous top comedians like... Uh, uh, Rip Taylor, Henny Young, uh, Henny Youngman, uh, Steve Allen hosts it, and they. It's, but like I said, they just do their bits. Basically, it's just their bits. It's just old man bits at a roast. Yeah. I mean, I thought Rip Taylor was pretty fun, but I'm just like, well, it's probably just because it's Rip Taylor. Like, yeah. I, I don't think anybody was saying anything all that great. If you're into this, then you'll really be into it. But really, it it just. It just stops like this. This crazy, wacky movie stops for a while to let these old guys do their bits. Right, right. It's not painful, but it's it's it does kind of slow up a pace a bit. But then, 
Right. They do their bits, and then she gets up there to roast, and then she does a roast. And then I do like at the end, it's funny, there's a sign outside the funeral home that says, Harvey Pitnick's been held over for two weeks. <laughs> right, yes. Because <laughs> it's yes. such a popular uh, week. Anyway, so yeah, this, unfortunately, I think part of this is, I do like the concept, I think that's witty enough, but it just it just seems to go a little too long. Oh, I thought um, the concept was fantastic, because I was like, oh, that's such a great idea. Like, if you could, if you could pay for this to happen at your funeral it's great why would you not what a great time and i do enjoy it when she gets up and she's hesitant sort of hesitant to make jokes but she does and then she gets laughs oh yeah totally she gets rolling it. with it yep yeah yeah that's really fun yeah um, but now we're back to david allen greer oh He's no soul don don so no much. soul simmons yeah <laughs> I do because now it's is this just, when he's at the piano and he sings yes. behind that chandelier and like the chandeliers in the middle of the piano and he just the piano like, pans <laughs> around to where the chandelier on the piano is blocking his face but he keeps popping out on either side to keep singing. It's really fun. And this is where the announcer's like, he plays all your non-threatening favorite yeah. hits. <laughs> And is this when the couple's making out to it, but they like start to like yes. really go at it? Yep. Uh-huh. And then they, he has another second album only available, the Down and Funky album. Oh yeah, yeah. the Down and Funky album, where he's wearing like a like a Spanish, like a mariachi, like yes. one of those big puffy shirts or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do see him later at the closing credits wearing that though. The next one is a silly one. The this next is sketch a little is bit a of a silly too. Yeah, the I just and pirates? I yeah, I mean I get it. They're they're I do like when they, so they're these it's these two pirate ships out in the middle of the sea and they it's a bunch of pirates and they get this treasure and it's gold VHSs basically like you said VHS is the shit in this movie. And they, I like it because I, I thought it was funny when, the, clever, when they turn on the VHS and the FBI warning comes up and they're like, ah, F you, we don't care about your FBI warning because they're, you know, video pirates. I like it when the one guy's like, look at these laser discs. And the other guy's like, what? You can't record on those. <laughs> Why would I want them? No, it's just an okay one. It's yeah, fine. It's, just an okay it's one. fine. This one's pretty good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, this one's, I think it, this one might be my favorite, is The Invisible Man. Son. The Invisible Man's son. Son of The Invisible Man. <laughs> son of The Invisible we get, Man. We get a guy who shows up, and if you've ever seen The Invisible Man, and I love the movie, The Invisible Man rents out a room above a bar. So it's the same mm-hmm. deal, and this guy comes up to see his friend. He's all wrapped up like The Invisible <laughs> Man. He's like, oh, my dad's formula. I finally, you know, after years and years of trying, I finally figured it out. And I'm invisible just like him. And, of course, he unwraps his head. <laughs> he's not. And he's it's Eddie, but just him dancing around me like, did you ever see a shirt move like this on its own? Oh my god, it's so great! And the guy's like, "You're not, you're not invisible. Don't take your and sure enough, he like gets naked because yeah. he's invisible. And so he positioned goes, to like cover his naughty bits as he <laughs> yeah, prances around the room, junk, yeah. And then he goes downstairs in the bar, and I loved it too because they're just used to this. They're just like <laughs> walks to the door, and the bartender goes, "Up, oh, the invisible man's <laughs> back again." <laughs> He's playing checkers it. with people and like making sounds like ooh. Yeah, he goes to the darts. The guy's playing darts <laughs> and he takes the dart and he pretends it's like flying all over. Like whoa! 
I mean, he's this, like, isn't this great? Like, this, like this, and the the hospital one, and a few others too. Like these would be classic Saturday Night Live bits. Could you yeah, could you imagine yeah. oh, these yeah. things as Saturday Night Live bits? They, like people would still be talking about them, and for whatever reason, I think it's because of mm-hmm. everything else that's going on. Nobody's really talking about this movie. I don't know why. It's got a lot of fun gems right, in it. Yeah, a lot of exactly. fun gems. It's yeah. kind of a shame. I agree. I agree. I did want, though, I did want the police to be in on it, though. Like, I really did. I know. I, I wanted them to not, yeah. But they come, yeah. It's the guy that's in his apartment that calls the police. That's like, you can't do this anymore. It's not... And the police come, and first he's like, oh, he can't see me. But sure enough, they arrest him. And he's like, I'm invisible. What do you mean? It's pretty great. And the way Ed Bagley moves that little funky invisible body. Oh, my God. It is so playful and so fun. And I just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It took me back to She-Devil a little bit. I was like, oh, they should have given me more to do in there. Then we're back to the moon, right? Yeah, we're back back to the the moon moon for a little bit. This. Is this when yeah. they meet the women? I don't even this know. This is when they meet the women, the actual moon women. And, uh, yeah, it's they're moon women, and they're there, too. They're uh, ladies. Oh. They're all busty and can't scantily clad mm-hmm. and whatever. It's a, it's a bad movie, the end. But now we move on to a commercial. Oh, the art museum. The art museum. Right? They're selling everything. Uh-huh. I thought this was kind That's of pretty okay. Fun. Yes. Yeah. That was a fun little quick quickie. Right. Fun enough, you know. Yeah. Everything must go, all this artwork. Um, and I like the art museum lost their lease. Right. So everything's <laughs> got to go. Everything must go. <laughs> I like how the guy's like, if you buy this sarcophagus, and he's like, it's worth millions of dollars, but we're going to sell it to you for 20 bucks. <laughs> And also, if you get it, you get the Declaration of Independence for uh, free. Independence. <laughs> It'd be amazing. I actually yeah. loved this next ad, though. It it made me wish that this was like, I know they're advertising a book. The First Lady of the Evening. I wanted this to be a TV movie that we could cover on me this too. I was like, oh, this smells like a great plot to me. It's like, this seems fantastic. Yes. Yes. The so they, there's the a commercial. Evening. First oh. Lady of the Evening. Oh, my God. No big words. <laughs> no big words is what the book advertises. Yeah, large print, no big words. Don't worry about it, old people. You'll figure it out. And it's basically that the president has married a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> like how the guy people. just breaks in. He's like, hey, it's me. It's me. Yeah. Let's get down. This is great. I brought some <laughs> booze. It'll be a lot of fun. She's like, I told you, <laughs> I told not you I married the president. Yeah. Yeah. It's so just great. a shame it that it's great. so quick, but still, yeah. it's pretty good. Well, now we get to see Kelly Preston, and this this one drags out a little bit, but it is really goofy and fun. Yeah. So it's it's one that I was like, all right, I feel like I've seen this before or something. Before this bit. Yeah. yeah. And again, I feel like it went on a little. Oh, it went on a little too mm-hmm. long. Long, yeah. I did like how over the top it got, like when they brought out the condom mascot. When there was, was the like, big condom no, mascot. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so this kid is trying to get it on with a lady, and he goes to buy his condoms at the pharmacy, and the old man behind the counter knows him since he was a wee baby. Yep. When he's trying to be discreet about buying the condoms, um, it is not at all discreet. First of all, he shouts to the man, the pharmacist, that he wants the condoms, and all the old people in the pharmacy are... A guest. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, uh, 
when he finally does buy them, it's, I guess he's, what is it, the millionth customer? Oh, the it's like the billionth customer. customer, yes. There's lights, there's sirens, there's balloons, a marching band runs in. A marching band, cameras are everywhere. There's a billboard at the end of this sketch where he's on the billboard because he's bought the condoms. and. Um, Howard Hessman from WKRP oh, and yeah. head of the class. I mean, He's I know him the, from yeah. head of the class. Yeah, let's say where he's really from. Yeah. Yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it gets it goes on for a bit. and uh, It he, goes on for a bit, and finally it's like, your parents are on their way to celebrate this wonderful time with mm-hmm. you. And it just, it just takes a while to get there, and yeah. It's okay, it's fine, but yeah. it's just... In a movie that had some killer bits... This one's this not the best. Fine. Yeah, I yep. agree. I agree. Yeah. Put this earlier and it would have been better. Yeah, probably. You're right. Because now we get basically the conclusion. Of the moon. Of Amazon yeah. Women in the Moon. I guess they took some of the women, not all of them. I don't know. No, they only took two. two they took of them. one per mm. astronaut because, as we mentioned earlier, Blackie was murdered somehow. Blackie was killed. I think it was the giant lizard. Remember they have the scene where they take their masks off? There. Yes. And there's a giant, like actual, like footage of a like a bearded lizard. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> or a yeah. bearded dragon, whatever they're called. I do <laughs> like how the guy's like, he has his space helmet on. And he goes, I have a hunch, and yeah. just rips it uh-huh. off. And the other guys are freaking out, like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. But it's because the monkey took off his space helmet. I did it'd be think okay. the monkey was super adorable in that spacesuit. Like yeah. he looked like a ah, person, like chimpanzee, chimpanzee. I don't know, but as we know, I like monkeys that wear clothes, and the more yeah. clothes you put on them, the, the more better you like I it. Am. The better you like it. Yeah. So now we're on to video date. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Olsen shows up. Oh yeah, in the video did you know store. That was Jimmy Olsen. No. It took me a little while. I didn't. So thanks. Oh okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. So Jimmy Olsen shows up at a video store mm-hmm. and is given a VHS by like a skeevy store clerk? That's what they all were in the video stores back right? in the day. Like, like, I mean, not all he of them. But... Kid, he's like, oh, it's Saturday night. You're alone, huh? What's your name? And he makes that tape that just says Ray on it. Yeah, this guy's name is Ray. He goes, I got the one for you. This is weird. I, yeah, I have to say. This is a little weird. This is weird. So, yeah, he goes, he gets this video, he goes home and he puts it on and it's, it's you think it's a porn. It's just this lady who gets naked and gets in bed, and they kind of have... But she's talking to him. She's like, yeah. oh, she's like, Ray, hi, Ray, you're know. so handsome. And he's like, I mean, he's just watching, but he's all into it. It's like virtual sex, basically, that he's having with this woman mm-hmm. on this movie. And they're having it, and then uh, Andrew Dice Clay <laughs> walks in, and it's like, hey, what are you doing with this guy? Who's Ray? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm just sleeping with him to make you jealous. And they start fighting, and Ray starts to get, like, nervous. It is funny to watch his yeah. face react, like, oh, this is nothing. Don't yell at her, no. And then it gets, it escalates really quickly. <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay takes out a gun, and he shoots her, and I think he shoots himself. Does he end up shooting? He shoots himself. Yes. Yeah, because he looks at the screen. He's like, Ray, I hope you remember that you were responsible yes. for this. And now Ray's life has just turned all the way around. Cops like then literally come, come in, in his apartment. Yeah. It's like a Black Mirror's episode, weird. It is exactly a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. 
I want to see this dragged out for an hour, and I hope Andrew Dice Clay reprises. I would hope. I would hope. Yeah. And then, seemingly, if you're Jamie, you think the movie. Yes, and I did. I was like, oh, we're going to end that on there, but it sounds like nay. Because credits roll over David Allen Greer dancing around. He's still singing, still having a great time. Sure. And then it goes into an old, like, 40s or 50s public. Like a like a reefer madness video. Ah, fun. Where Carrie Fisher walks into Paul Bartel's office and she's like, "Oh no, I'm, I, I'm. What's wrong with me, Doc?" And he's like, "You have." And he keeps looking at the camera. And he's like, "A social disease." Oh. And it's a whole thing where she's like, "Well, I did go to this. You know, people said I was really pretty and that I should be an actor, so I went to this guy's office, and he's like, show me those gams. And she, like, pulls up her dress, like, all the way, oh. though. And then she's like, oh, and then I went to New York City, and I, I met all these socialites, and it's all these people just, like, smoking in a room. And she's <laughs> like, I went to my first Hollywood party, but there's, like, three people. It's really weird and bad, but if you've seen Reefer Madness or any of that stuff, Then it falls just in like line. It. Okay. And then she said, she's like, but then I couldn't take it, and I married my high school sweetheart, and I think I gave him the disease. And there's a scene where it's like, I think I'm going blind. I can't see anything anymore. It's really strange. It sounds very fun, though. Worth it. I'll watch the end of it. Yeah. This Paul, was Bartel takes her, Paul Bartel takes her downstairs, and, she, and he's like, you may end up like this guy. And it's a guy transforming into a werewolf. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was on the it was on the link that I sent you. But again, it's just you have to fast forward through the credits to I get there. I don't mind. This. I'll get there. I'll get there. I'm sad that I yeah. gave up on it with that. Because I did. Right. I don't. So I'm guessing. What did you think yeah. about Amazon Women on the Moon? I think this is worth finding. Like, I think this is worth. Yeah. If you have any interest in what we were talking about, find it. And and again, like based on what we said, if you want to just skim past certain segments, Go right ahead. You're not missing anything. Yeah, but I really do think that there are like three or four or five of these skits that everyone needs to see. I think it's worth I'm glad that Zeke shared it. And I think it's worth a share to say like, hey, have you not seen this or do you know this? Because it's just it goes by Mm -hmm. quickly. It's just fun sketches. It wasn't like the most hilarious movie I had ever seen in my life. But it was funny enough and it was lively enough and it was definitely worth a watch. So thank you, Zeke. Yeah, thank you, Zeke. And it's it's also one of those where it's like, okay, some of these people were at the height of their career. Yeah. Some people, all the comedians, were past their prime. And then every time David Allen Greer came out, I was like, what is what was he doing at this? Like, is this the first thing he did? I mean, this is so pre-living color that I just didn't know how he fit into this. So what would you recommend oh this was this was no i wouldn't say tough but i just went off of my instinctual this is what it made me think of and i couldn't narrow down between these three. <laughs> oh, i i had so many it was crazy just what every time something happened i went oh that's a movie i could talk about well where did you go because i didn't go to movies i went to my favorite sketch shows Upright citizens brigade the state and at home with amy sedaris all of them are just goofy and fun and so those are my three. Well, Amy Sedaris is a newer, sketchy kind of show, but 
Um, I love the state one where mm. the guys, uh, where they owned a copy store, and people would just go in, and the person running the copy store would do exactly what they were <laughs> doing. They just yeah. copy each other. <laughs> it was really good. So fun. Uh, anyway, I went with, and this was one I, I decided on very early, and then there were other contenders. And I was sure. Like, oh, I have to talk about Stick this. Stick to your guns, yeah. The movie from 1992 with John Ritter and Pam Dauber, Stay Tuned. Oh, because they're they on a go TV. Into the TV. Yeah. Yes. It's a movie where Jeffrey Jones plays the devil. It's not much of a stretch for him. Uh. And. He comes in and he like installs a satellite dish or something because he needs to fill hell with the souls of couch potatoes or something. It's so stupid. It's believable. It's a good right. But they go into the TV and have adventures on different shows, just like Murray. Just in this. like Murray. Yeah. Yes. And I, as a kid, I was so like I had a weird crush on Pam Dauber. <laughs> Like, yeah, people watched uh, Mork and Mindy for the hilarity of Robin Williams. I kind of watched it because I like you had a little crush. Adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very sweet. So, yeah. So that's my suggestion. Again, thank you, Zeke, so much for turning us on to this movie. Appreciate it. Seen Mm -mm. just like tape. Didn't even know existed. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Next time, Jamie. Yeah. We're going to do a movie that I had announced earlier, and then we backed out on. Oh, because we do that. Sometimes we get a we little do. gun shy. Yeah. We do, yes. But we're going to do some kind of wonderful. Oh, yeah. Here it is. It wasn't even that long ago. We said we were going to do it. We decided on something else, but we're going to go for it now before. Just just a little a little something before slice before our slice giving comes in yeah because i think once slice giving rolls around and then we get on to billy december i think there's a lot of shooting so we'll keep it romantic for yeah, the next one i think one. we have okay. to go romantic i like it uh, right. you know coming off of the horror let's let's kind of let's stay out of that stay out of the death and everything for a little I dig while it. I, guess. I dig it some All kind right. of wonderful some kind of wonderful and everybody Thanks for listening. You can find us on the Facebooks and the Twitters. The Facebooks, the the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Patreons. It's patreon.com slash good times, great movies. If you want to up your donation, if you're giving it $5 and you're like, $5? What's 15? And also, I get to recommend a movie. You tell us. If you're like, oh, unless I up my pledge. They're never going to do Monster Squad. Maybe you you're better, that. yeah. You better get your dollars in, and maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you'll hear us talk about Monster Squad. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, Monster Squad will be our last episode. Ever. I think it will. I, I, I think it's our send-off right episode. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Fifteen years from now, I'm saying it right now. We will do Monster Squad. I agree. That'll be it. You'll all be happy, and then we can just fade away. I agree. I see it. I see it. All right. Everybody, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you again in two weeks. Until then, have a good week. We've had some fun. Yes, we've had our ups and downs. Been down that rocky road. But here we are still around. We thought about someone else. Neither one could.
Patrons get for these lucky little mothers of and, and fathers. Uh, I won't, you know, and maybe kids. I don't know who listens.